Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Not yet, Jimmy, but it does feel like a lot of people are on a holiday today. It's uh, looking nice and sunny outside, and Brian Masarowski is once again here with you on WBEN. Joe, who joined me yesterday, had a great time yesterday, by the way, on our show, where Joe broke the news to his wife on the air that he had uh, bought Bill's season tickets. Uh, you'll hear from Joe coming up at 10 o'clock. wonder how that went down after the mics were off and went on the air. I just I do enjoy feeling a little bit like uh, like a Springer or Maury. I mean, that's very tame. Like, you know, Jerry Springer's revelations. I mean, if you're invited on that show, you know something bad is going to happen. Like, it's, it's usually a, a, like a wild life-changing <laughs> sort of thing. Um, this was not that. But it was fun to have, you know, Joe here welcoming Katie. Katie, how are you? Do you have any idea why you're here? Well, let's bring on Joe, and he has something to tell you. <laughs> just that style. I mean, I've been waiting to do that for so long. That's just it's one of my favorite things to do. Miss those shows, by the way. They're not on TV anymore. <clears throat> we had our own little mini version of that uh, yesterday. But a fun show yesterday, and uh, all right, looking forward to what's happening today. I, and I want to talk today uh, just kind of in general and your thoughts on some of the things going on when it comes to investment in Buffalo. Because I, I think there is uh, some good idea, bad idea, things in the news this morning. Uh, a good idea, bad idea. And if you are one of the pessimistic people, 8030930, by the way, 8030930 to join me either on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board or by giving me a call throughout the morning. Uh, even if you're the pessimistic person who's uh, for every idea is quick to say bad idea, I think there's a silver lining, and that is that it could be worse. Because I want to start with this. If you were listening earlier this week, I think on Monday, I uh, was talking about this early in the morning, you know, the 5 o'clock hour of our show. And I was mentioning San Francisco and the debate they're having over their trash cans. And I, you know, we brought it up Monday a little bit. It was just kind of outlandish. $20,000 trash cans? What are you talking about? 
And then I, uh, throughout the week, I've been reading a little bit more and more and more about it. It just keeps getting better and better to me. So uh, there are now six trash cans hitting San Francisco streets uh, over this August in the city's long saga in the search of a perfect trash can. Here's uh, from the AP News story. City officials hiring a, bear, a Bay Area bear, a Bay Area industrial firm to custom design the pricey trash can along with two other prototypes that cost taxpayers $19,000 and $11,000 each. That was to design a trash can. So $19,000 to design one type of trash can, and $11,000 to design another type of trash can. I'll give you a hint. In the end, they look like trash cans. Uh, residents have the opportunity to evaluate them, along with three off-the-shelf options, added to the pilot program after officials face criticism. I wonder why they face criticism. <laughs> oh, it was because it cost $20,000 to design a trash can. Could you imagine being in the San Francisco area and you're being told by officials in the city, okay, we need your help to evaluate the trash can. What does that look like? You do? Okay. All right, yeah, it went in the trash. All right, let's try this one. Yes, also went in the trash. What's there to evaluate? It's <laughs> it's a trash can. City officials say, uh, don't worry about rising costs at $20,000, which just for the design. They intend on paying no more than $3,000 per can, so don't worry. Just a $3,000 trash can. And by the way, we're doing 3,000 of those. The quote from city project manager, Lisa Zhao, quote, we need to have a trash can that works for the city of San Francisco. Which I guess is to say something that uh, looks stunning architecturally, is super expensive and filled with garbage. Right? And, that, and that's, that works for San Francisco. That's in a nutshell. That's what I think about. Um, in 2007, then-Mayor Gavin Newsom, who's now the governor out there, eliminated about 1,500 of the city's 4,500 trash cans because he said they weren't helping keep streets clean and were becoming magnets for trash. Well, it's a trash can. Remember how I said this story just keeps on getting better? I, I keep wanting to read more. Then-Mayor Gavin Newsom got rid of trash cans because they were becoming magnets for trash. As like, who would have ever thought that a trash can <laughs> would become a place where people would want to put their trash? Anyways, new trash cans are going to be the latest addition to the city's arsenal against its dirty streets. In 2018, the city created a six-person poop patrol team... <laughs> amid demand to power wash sidewalks. So things are going just great. This is, this is again, just directly from the Associated Press article. Uh, and uh, don't expect this to be resolved quickly. You think things happen over a, a long period here. You think we drag our feet. You think, um, hey, hasn't it been going on a year where that great big building has had a hole in the side of it? What's going on? Well, listen to this. Over in San Francisco, a bus rapid transit system along Van Ness Avenue, one of the city's main arteries, finally opened this year 
after 27 years of construction. So it's only been under construction for basically my entire lifetime. Finally opening up after 27 years. So I guess nine months of the hole in the wall isn't that big of an idea. Uh, so there you go. Don't feel so bad. At least we're not in that situation that they're in in San Francisco. Spending thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands and what will soon be millions of dollars on trash cans and all the bickering that goes along with it. So I think we're in pretty good shape here. And that brings me to good idea, bad idea when it comes to spending public money. And two stories we were talking about today. Story number one, the Great Northern Grain Elevator. Yes, we're, we've talked about it before, and it's in the news again. It's maybe as close as ever to being demolished because the building's owner filing demolition and safety plans with the city of Buffalo, signaling they're ready to go forward with that. And then number two would be the Buffalo Convention Center. We were talking about that this morning with the general manager of the convention center. If, if you've been in that area, you've noticed the construction going on outside. And as soon as the end of the year, which, I mean, you know, look, at we're talking about these. Look, in San Francisco, it's taking them all year long to decide on what trash can design might be good. Here, we have just refaced the entire convention center. And, I mean, really from project announcement to the completion this November, December, we're not talking that long of a period of time. We spoke with the general manager earlier this morning uh, to give a little update on what it's going to look like inside, outside, and a, a progress update on the convention center. So where does good idea, bad idea come in? Um, in repurposing structures, good idea. In my book, convention center. What they're doing to the convention center right now, I think is, is the best case scenario for Buffalo. You know, there were all these cries for years and years to build a new convention center. And, you know, there still kind of is. You know, we talk with Patrick Kaler of Visit Buffalo Niagara on the program uh, many times over the course of uh, years, and he is still uh, a big proponent of getting a bigger, larger convention center because his job is to attract big events and things to Buffalo. And it's a little bit easier when you have a big, new, state-of-the-art building to do that in. So you can see why he's a big fan of it. But we've heard from the county executive, Mark Polencars, you know, we, we need a big, new convention center. They had a plan for a new convention center. Remember that? That would take up a different area of the city, maybe multiple buildings. Uh, but that was derailed by COVID a little bit. And then what we ended up with was instead putting money toward totally refacing the outside of our current convention center. And to me, for my money, I think that's a great idea. Uh, one of the things we heard was, all right, after COVID, are there going to be these big conventions? Are, are they ever going to really come back? I mean, look, people aren't even back in the office. Are we really expecting these big conventions to operate like they used to? I mean, time will tell. We don't really have the answer for that. But it would seem foolish to build something designed for holding those big new conventions 
when the future is so murky on that part? On the other hand, we do know there will be events. We do want to draw some of them to the Buffalo area. And we do have to do something about what was frankly a huge eyesore right in the middle of Buffalo. The front of the convention center has just been for so long. And we got a lot of text comments. Another one just came in saying the exact same thing. Oh, it's just lipstick on a pig. I am of the opinion that sometimes for some pigs, lipstick is all that's necessary. Sometimes you don't need a new pig. (laughs) You just need a little bit of lipstick. Because what, what does it do? For me, as somebody who lives in the area, and I'm not super concerned about being in the convention business. I mean, that's, there are people whose jobs it is to do that, as we mentioned. But that, that's not my big concern. My biggest concern when it comes to the convention center is not having a big, ugly piece of concrete in the middle of downtown in a very populated area. So that's what they're doing. They're solving that problem. It's going to be refaced. It's going to look gorgeous from the outside because most of the time, my interaction as somebody who lives here with the convention center is just looking at it. (laughs) You know, when, when do I actually go into the convention center? Maybe twice a year after the turkey trot and for the auto show. And then that's it. And most of the time, just looking at it from the outside, I just want... There to be something nice. I want to look like a city. And you're accomplishing that purpose. You're not building something new that's going to cost 10, 20, 100 times what it would cost to just do this project. And maybe that's smart, too, because at the end of the day, I mean, we have to remember we have this conversation with the stadium all the time. That we are Buffalo. And again, I love Buffalo. But are we attracting the biggest conventions and events to Buffalo? Even with a new convention center? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure if that's really (laughs) right. I'm not sure. I think what we have is is good enough. That's my unexpert opinion. But I think what we have is is pretty good. So to me, good idea, bad idea, good idea for repurposing a building, the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. And it's not even really a repurpose. It's the same purpose. You're continuing to use the convention center as a convention center. You're just fixing up the outside. On the same token... Bad idea. Repurposing the Great Northern Grain Elevator. Now, what would be a waste of money? To me, it's not a waste of money to take this big, ugly building in the middle of downtown and make it attractive and visually appealing from the outside to anyone who's walking by. But it would be a waste of money to take a big, ugly building with a hole in the side of it that's in an industrial area and spend a whole bunch of money fixing it up. So at the end of the day, you can have what? 
I've been less than convinced about any new idea for a transformation of the Great Northern Grain Elevator that actually makes sense. Given its location, given its size, and given the work that has to be done. You're not telling me that the building is structurally sound when the wind blew a hole in it like the pig that made its house of straw. And you're not convincing me that that area is going to be suitable for anyone other than an industrial worker to be on. So good idea, bad idea. Either way, things are looking up in Buffalo. At least we're not talking about trash cans. Uh, we'll go to the phones. 803-0930 to join me here on WBEN today. 803-0930. Bud, you're on WBEN. All right, what do you think? Uh, good idea, bad idea? Uh, what ideas do you have? Um, Brian, I, I have to go with bad idea, bad idea. Um, as far as the Great Northern goes, um, developers... Uh, in the in the area are, are successful because they take on or they have teams that take on projects that they feel are going to benefit them and the area over a period of time. Now, Great Northern sat there for the better part of three decades and hasn't been touched. So I have to believe when you look at all these other, like the Elk Street Apartments, uh, Crescendo Apartments on Niagara Street, um, these these are projects that these developers look at, and they know they can they can do a good job with them, and they can make money with them. Otherwise, I don't I don't see a line of uh, people waiting to get their opportunity to work on the Great Northern. So for that reason, I would have to say bad idea. Um, I am all in favor of bringing it down. As far as the convention center goes, bad idea. I've had the opportunity to visit. Uh, a bunch of convention centers uh, throughout the country, San Diego, Orlando, Nashville, uh, San Francisco, Chicago. Um, the you, you mentioned lipstick on a pig. There's also another saying, you can't make a silk purse out of a pig's ear. Um, the Buffalo Convention Center, in its entirety, is, is like a quarter, literally a quarter of the size of some of these other major convention centers throughout the country the the infrastructure and by infrastructure i mean hotels uh hotel spaces uh restaurants and such when you bring in 10,000 15,000 uh people for a particular convention I, I I don't see the city itself being able to support. Well, then, then Bud, um, you 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 answered you know kind of the your own question there, right? Uh, and thanks for the call, thanks for the listen. But if the infrastructure and hotels and everything else isn't there to support the world's biggest conventions, why would we build the world's biggest convention center? Uh, if it if it's you know other convention centers are ten times the size as Buffalo's, well, then so be it. We're going to have smaller conventions here, and I, I'm kind of fine with that uh, because I'm not delusional. I'm not going to give you the same speech that we hear over and over. I can count. I, you know, it's funny. I was uh, going um, by the water over the weekend. We were driving there, and I was in the passenger seat. Not a luxury I get a lot. <laughs> My wife was driving. We were taking her car, and. I was just looking out the window along the water. We were going over the Skyway. And I was trying to count all the things that I saw out my window in this brief, you know, two-minute portion of our ride. 
I was trying to count all the things that I have been told by a politician was going to be an attraction that would bring people from all over the world to Buffalo. I, and let's see, just on the waterfront, I got the carousel. That I was told all over the world people were going to come to ride a carousel. Okay. Um, the strip of lights on the grain elevator on the other side, uh, facing canal side, I was told people from all over the world would go there. Um, <laughs> I, uh, then we have, oh, the Great Northern Grain Elevator. We passed that. I've been told if we save this, this is an attraction for people all over the world because it was on the cover of a magazine over 100 years ago. The Longshed Building, I was told this is an attraction for... I mean, let's stop kidding ourselves. I think we finally did that with the convention center. Let's stop kidding ourselves. Let's make what we have nice and a suitable size for Buffalo. And that's exactly what we're doing. And I'm going to take the win on that. I think it's a good idea. Bad idea, the hole in the side of the uh, wall and saving that. Who... Who said on our text board, ADM would pay for to fix it? No, that why would they? No, they're not. 803-0930 to join me here on WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic. Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify dot com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. So right, Brian Mazeroski here with you. You'll hear from Joe coming up in just about 30 minutes from right now. 
803-0930 to join me, 803-0930 to uh, give me a call or on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. And uh, we've been talking good idea, bad idea when it comes to uh, development or redevelopment, really, um, especially in downtown Buffalo. And I started off, th- this is why I started off good idea, bad idea with uh, the story out of San Francisco, trash cans. Uh, they spent $20,000 for somebody to design a trash can. That, uh, spoiler alert, uh, looked like a trash can. Uh, Another $10,000-plus for somebody to design another trash can. They're going to pay $3,000 per trash can. (laughs) I mean, it's a mess. So I started with that story to say, even if you are a pessimistic bad idea, bad idea, bad idea person, at least you're not that. Trying to bring some positivity into your life and, uh, you know, how things are going here. Because I am not the type of person that just says everything is a bad idea. And I know we have a lot of you out there. Uh, For example, on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, two different people texting in. We'll start with this first one. Totally agree with you, Brian. What about exploring more? What a waste, a shameful waste, a cost, $700,000 per year. for. I couldn't disagree with you less. For as much as I'll rail against the uh, carousel that they put down there, and now there's no more concerts or the long shed building, I don't know what it is. I, I The Explore More is a great idea. And I'm not just looking through that uh, uh, through the lens of the parent of a toddler, <laughs> because I would have said that even before. Bring a kids' museum downtown, you're going to bring people downtown. And because I'm a parent of a toddler, I can actually see it working. You see it there all the time. People who would not normally go downtown into Buffalo are doing exactly that to go there. It's very popular. I think that was a great idea. Somebody else mentioned uh, the port of call for Buffalo is another bad idea. $5,000 for a cruise stop to Buffalo, Cleveland, and Detroit? Get out of here. Listen, as much as I would say that taking a cruise of the Great Lakes is a bad idea, (laughs) what isn't a bad idea is building a port for those uh, ships to stop here in Buffalo. That's a good idea because they're there. And... I would never see myself going on that cruise, but people do. So if they're out there, make them stop here. I mean, that's a good idea. Even if it's something that you're not personally going to use. And when it comes to the convention center, you know, we've taken so many comments this morning. We were talking with the general manager earlier on. And then when I was talking about it last segment, oh, it's just lipstick on a pig. You know, maybe that's true, but that's not always a bad thing. You know, it's not lipstick on a pig. It's it's more like Charlotte's Web. And our pig is Wilbur, and he's a good pig. And I like our pig. And our pig works for us just fine. And it doesn't need to be knocked down into bacon and, uh, you know, replaced with some new, bigger, fatter pig. No, it just needs somebody to remind us that it's there and what it is. So that we're building Charlotte's Web in the form of a brand new facade. 
right on top of it. And I think it suits Buffalo fine. 803-0930 to join me. Uh, Sergio is on WBEN. All right. Uh, what do you think of my good idea, bad idea? Well, I think that Buffalo area is losing out tremendously on a major industry in this country, as I had the fortune of being able to go to Pittsburgh and Indianapolis in recent months to support my uh, uh, nephew's daughter's volleyball team. Uh, For example, at, at Pittsburgh, the event took four days of different age groups of women playing volleyball championship for the northeastern part of the United States. And there was over 2,000 participants in this uh, uh, convention center, plus the parents of support, friends support. All the hotels were filled up. And these people are mostly from out of town uh, supporting these uh, players. And the money that comes in from out of town through the restaurants, through the shops, through the hotels, et cetera, et cetera, makes a major impact on the economy of the community. And uh, Buffalo, uh, with its 50-year-old convention center at 60,000 square feet on the major, the the main exhibit area, is totally out of the picture compared to its peer cities. I'm not talking about New York City, Los Angeles, uh, Chicago, and and Las Vegas, et cetera. I'm talking about the peer cities like Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh, et cetera. We are, with 60,000 square feet, we cannot even compete. Pittsburgh has 150,000 square feet. Uh, Indianapolis has almost a million square feet. And what happens is, like, when if an event comes to Buffalo, if they're fortunate to get it, uh, the show takes up the, the the space, and then no others te- no other shows can come in and start preparing while this show is going on. So it's only one show at a time. These other places have a show, and another show can start, so that when this uh, uh, show ends. They're already in place to start. All right, Sergio, let me stop you there. I hear what you're saying. Do you think, really, I, I mean, do you really think that Buffalo will attract, even with if we had a, a brand new convention center and place to go, do you think Buffalo would attract those events? I believe that uh, fortune, these other cities don't even have uh, a worldwide attraction like Niagara Falls within a half-hour drive. Buffalo has so much to offer people when they come into town with between their architecture, their independent restaurants, the Niagara Falls, and all these other things that we have historically. It would give great exposure to out-of-towners of our community. Right now, what we use in the, the convention center for? We use it for the auto show. We use it for Russ Salvatore's birthday parties and <laughs> a few small conventions. Well, See, and, you know, Sergio, I'm, I'll stop you right there. Thank you so much for the call. Thanks for listening. 803-0930 to join me here on WBEN. I, I think that's fine. And I, I do have to stop you again. We... 
I was talking about the same thing when the stadium conversation gets brought up and people like to compare us to other NFL markets because we do have this like image of Buffalo that I think is out of step with reality in many ways. When it comes to uh, who are you heard Sergio right there mention comparable cities. And you have to be careful when you're looking at this because he mentioned places like Indianapolis, Cleveland, Pittsburgh as comparable to Buffalo. You know, oh, they have this, you know, we can have that here. And listen, I agree with a lot of the things you say. We're uh, close proximity to Niagara Falls, which, by the way, has another smaller convention center. I do see a... an opportunity there to kind of combine that, you know, to make a true Buffalo Niagara convention center. And maybe that is in Niagara Falls. I mean, a place that needs something like that, a bigger, larger convention, you know, maybe that would be a good idea right near the falls to happen, to have one of these big, huge complexes. But I I don't think it's right for downtown Buffalo. And when I mentioned comparing cities, I mean, look at Buffalo's population. As of the last census, 255 in the metro area, 255,000. Okay? You can't compare that to Indianapolis, which is almost 870. They're three times the size of Buffalo. I know we like to think of ourselves as the same, but we're not. Cleveland. Cleveland is... Uh, 383,000 people. You know, one and a half times the size. Minneapolis. Minneapolis is like double the size. They got almost 425,000 people. And I don't think that includes St. Paul, by the way, which you could see from Minneapolis. I mean, these cities are much bigger than Buffalo. We have to stop kidding ourselves you know we have to stop saying the lights on the grain silo are going to attract people from all over you know we have to stop saying that we are the same thing as Indy and Cleveland and Minneapolis we're not now Pittsburgh is comparable Pittsburgh is bigger than Buffalo But they're comparable in the way that Rochester is comparable. Both Rochester and Pittsburgh um, have a, you know, Rochester smaller, Pittsburgh bigger. But the difference is about 50,000 people, just in terms of population. So just keep that in mind. When you want to compare us to other cities, I know it breaks our hearts, but Rochester is the comparable. It's not Indianapolis. It's not Cleveland. Could be Pittsburgh, but you got to use Rochester, too. And, and think about it that way. You built this in Rochester. Are they going to come to Rochester? I would say no. I, I like our lipstick on a pig. <laughs> like, I think it's, it's kind of perfect for what we have. And maybe 20 years down the line, that's different. But especially given... You don't know what sort of big events 
are going to come to the area. I think this is like the perfect solution, what they're doing the, to the convention center right now. You want to make it look nice. What's the, in my mind, as somebody who lives here, I'm not in the convention business, so I'm not an expert. But what's the biggest problem with the convention center? It's ugly, and it's right in the middle of downtown. So they're fixing that. It's not going to be ugly anymore. That solves a lot of problems right there, to me, at least. I think it's a good idea. I think they're doing the right thing. Uh, the Explore more, that's the right thing. Getting these cruises to Buffalo, that is a good idea. Not everything is a bad idea. That, that should actually be a challenge that we give out to uh, people. When you are presented with something, you don't necessarily agree with it as a, a good idea. You say that's a bad idea. For every bad idea, you have to dig and find one good one to offset it because they're out there. We, we have a lot of great things. Good idea, bad idea. I think the convention center is a good idea. The Great Northern Grain Elevator that I could come down soon, although we did say that last week too. The owner of the building has applied for demolition uh, for the uh, to the city of Buffalo. Demolition's a good idea. <laughs> the, the repurposing of that, I, I just I think it's another way that you're uh, you're kind of kidding yourself if you think it's a good idea i just i dare anybody to actually drive by look at where it is see what's going on in that area and tell me otherwise why do i think that would be a bad idea to repurpose this one the structure itself you're going to need to do a lot of work Somebody a while ago chimed in on our text board at uh, 8030930 that it's not structurally unsound. It hasn't fallen down yet. All right, listen. All right, maybe it stays up. You know, maybe you're right. The whole thing will not, not ever come crumbling down. I will concede to that point. I must have a, def a different definition of structurally sound because there's a giant hole in it. If in my house or your house, I picture this, they're just all of a sudden from a foot under the top to two feet below the bottom of your house, in one of your walls, there was just a giant hole right in the side of it. But the whole thing is not going to tumble down at any part. I. Would you say that that's, oh, everything's okay with the house? I wouldn't. <laughs> I, would, I would prefer to live in the reality of what's right in front of my face and say there's obviously something wrong here. Now, the difference with the house is you would probably try and fix the problem of a house because you live there and there's actually something going on. In the case of the Great Northern Grain Elevator, I, that's not the case. I, to people who think that it can be saved, I just say drive by it. Drive by it and look what's there. Look what it's next to. And I will not take a comparison of what happened at Riverworks. Good idea. As an example of why it should be saved. Because even though the two are across Ganson Street from one another, 
I mean, they couldn't be more different. Riverworks was a great idea. You took a big, huge amount of land on part of the Buffalo River, turned it into something and a place that people wanted to be. It's a good idea based on the location. If you go over to Riverworks, you're crossing, most likely, you're crossing the Ohio Street Bridge, and then you make a left turn and you're right there. For everyone who says, well, Riverworks did it, you can do the same thing. You can put apartments, you can put a restaurant, you can put something else in the Great Northern Grain Elevator. That, too, is right on the water. It's not the same thing. You'd have to go over railway tracks that are being used just to get to there. There's trains moving in and out of the area to go to General Mills, to go to some of these other places. It's right next to another industrial building. It's basically connected. It is more intertwined with Gem, uh, General Motors. Did I say General Motors before I met General Mills? It's more intertwined with General Mills, which, by the way, they put up quite a fight to have Riverworks there because of their safety concerns. You can't just have people driving around this industrial site. Well, with Riverworks, it ended up being pretty okay. If you're going to make somebody actually drive through General Mills, basically, to get to where their condo is or their dinner that night, that is not the same thing. It is smack dab in the middle of an industrial site. That reuse can't happen as easily as it did somewhere else. You're comparing apples and oranges. You just have to live in the reality of the situation. The unfortunate reality of the situation is, hey, once upon a time, that might have been a building worth saving. Nothing's happened in it for decades it's been vacant for nearly my entire lifetime. No one noticed it until there was a giant hole in the wall, and now it's just an eyesore. So let's tear it down. And uh, you know what? Hey, if you want to reuse that space, maybe that could be the place where the uh, cruises come in. Probably not, though, right? No. And crews come in the first thing. You'd smell the Cheerios, and then you'd have to cross the train tracks. I don't think so. But anyway, look, good idea, bad idea. Not everything's a bad idea. There's a lot of good things going on. You can't uh, clown them all. Uh, but, yeah, I think there's some of both. you got to open your eyes. Just be real with, right, we're, we're not Indianapolis. We're not Cleveland. Sorry to say. I think we're better, by the way. That's why I live here. Uh, but it's not the same thing. I'll be back here tomorrow, bright and early in the morning. Joe Beamer coming in here next on WBEM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.